Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, Seth Gecko, your ass, me in it, episode 103, hit him with that theme music. From hot ass Dago, bitch, California. Yay, it's your motherfucking boy for the 103rd time. That's over 103 hours of entertainment I have blessed y'all motherfuckers with. That's um, more than four days of straight Seth Gecko. You could bump wherever the fuck you want. Uh, welcome. As I said, it's it's been hot as a motherfucker in Dago, um, 90 degrees um, at the end of April. You already know, if you listen to the podcast before, you know what's coming next. You know what the fuck I'm about to say. Ass napkin season is in full motherfucking effect. Straight up red advisory warning. Hopefully y'all were able at some point to stock up on those uh, quilty, qu- uh, qu- qu- <laughs> place, Tommy, I'm playing. quilted bounty northern paper towels. Get them in the nice little squares. Fold them up. You got to go two-ply. You got to fold them up. Get them in that ass crack, ass napkin season. Uh, you don't want them, them little uh, ass cheek um, outline stains on your drawers, homie. Ain't looking good. I don't got no air conditioner in my fucking house. Um, I got box fans. So, uh, ass napkin is needed indoors out here. I'm using, I'm using ass napkin 24-7 right now in my motherfucking sleep. I, ain't, I sleep in my chonies. I ain't rolling up with no fucking ass streaks in the middle of the night. Ain't happening, homies. You ain't, you ain't catching me like that. It's just not going down like that. But, god damn, there's a grip of shit uh, to go over. Let me just read. I, I just take notes as life goes on, as the days you know, progress, the hours pass, I just take notes on shit that comes across, I was like, oh, maybe I'll mention this shit on the podcast, let me go, let's go through some of the shit that I've had on here, some of the shit I've had on here for fucking, I don't know, adults dressed like babies, what the fuck, I don't even know what that is, I didn't even leave myself any notes, it just says, adults dressed like babies, and and to me, reading that now is like, I don't even feel like surprised by that, that doesn't even like, that doesn't move me at all, I don't even know why I put that there, of course there's Adults dress like babies. There's, there's something, there's shit eaters anonymous and all sorts of shit. Of course there's adults dressed like babies. It's like a uh, baby LARPing or some shit. Um, so I, I have no idea why the fuck I had put that on there. Um, uh, what else do I got? Um, I don't know. What the fuck I'm doing? Um, gay Corona potluck. That was a potluck that this motherfucker had with the specific intention of um, spreading the coronavirus. He, he actually had 22 people show up at his pad and they were like uh, kissing each other and shit and coughing each other's faces and shit. No, no, no bullshitting. Google this shit. I think, he, I think this fool got arrested or something for doing this. He uh, put some shit out on Twitter that he was going to have a gay potluck. Uh, it had to be a, a gay people, I guess, all attended. It was a gay coronavirus uh, potluck, and this dude wanted to spread that shit. Um, that's some, some straight moron shit. 
Um, we've gone over this before. I'll do. I'll say it one last time. Do I think that this crazy, this this crazy ass coronavirus is as, as deadly and as? No, I fucking don't. I don't think so. But guess what? I ain't willing to risk it to find the fuck out. If you take the worst case possible scenario for either a treating it seriously, staying your motherfucking ass inside, and, and, and uh, obeying all the rules, versus doing whatever the fuck you want, going about your normal business. Take the worst case scenario if you do A versus B. A, if you do it, you take all the proper precautions, you sit your ass at home for a couple months, you just sit your ass at home for a couple months. You find some new hobbies, you beat the fucking shit out your motherfucking dick, I'll tell you that shit. Um, he thought he had it bad before coronavirus, I mean... He's getting fucked up, homie. It's like, I, I, I'm like uh, Khabib Namagamedov versus uh, Edson Barbosa. You remember that shit? That's how it is me versus the, the, the shooter now. I'm just, I'm just knocking this motherfucker out, talking shit while I'm doing it. That's how this, you know. So I'm just saying, you, you know, people got hobbies. You know, people aren't in the street wilding for the most part. And so you might have a boring time if you don't have any hobbies. Or something. That's the worst case scenario if you follow the rules. Worst case scenario, uh, if you don't follow the rules, is you get coronavirus. And if you get the coronavirus, what's the worst case scenario of that? You fucking die, man. Fred the Godson. Motherfucker's gone. Now, he had a whole lot of health ailments, but a lot of you motherfuckers do too. And you don't even know it. This motherfucker knew it, and he took it seriously. I saw him on there wearing a mask and cautioning people, Fred the Godson. He got that shit. He has diabetes, high blood pressure. He's obese. There was a lot of issues going on with him, and that shit kicked his motherfucking ass. I ain't even talking shit. I like Fred the Godson. That dude was, dude was fly. He had bars, homie. Fred the Godson had bars. He just couldn't write songs. So that was his problem. But he had bars for days, metaphors, crazy ones, punchlines. But the worst case scenario, if you don't listen to this shit, is you fucking die, homie. People die, young people die. I was just reading the other day, uh, uh, the, the Jabberwockies. They had an original, another member of their crew right before uh, they got on that TV show, uh, Best Dance Crew or whatever the fuck that was. I actually watched that shit. Shit was dope. Um, but one of their original members died. He got the flu. And he got pneumonia. And he fucking died. You know, a decade ago. This shit happens on top of some shit that they don't know. They don't have a specific cure for. Why even do this shit? No, you motherfuckers out here. Now there's this fucking hoopla about uh, 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 Donald Trump saying inject uh, disinfected shit. You motherfuckers. Listen, listen, listen. I, I'm, I'm dead center in the boat. I don't give a fuck one way or the other. Yeah, Donald Trump is a, is a D-bag. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than this motherfucker, you would think. But all you motherfuckers that are bitching and moaning at every little motherfucking thing he does, you look sorry, you crying wolf-ass motherfuckers, you. Shut the fuck up. Pick and choose your motherfucking battles. This motherfucker didn't tell nobody to go uh, uh, inject disinfectant Lysol in, in, in their motherfucking veins. He didn't say that. Now, what he asked is fucking retarded, too. I'm sorry for using the R word. He asked some shit about... A doctor or some shit, if you could find a type of Lysol to inject. Like, his thinking, as stupid as it was, is that, hey, Lysol kills the coronavirus on contact. Well, what if you could find something like whatever is in Lysol that kills coronavirus? Why can't you find that in, in a version that you could put into your body? That's what he was basically saying. And alcohol is basically what's in Lysol. It's fucking 91 isopropyl, isopropyl alcohol. That's what the fuck it is. Alcohol kills everything. And a couple other little, little, little ditties mixed in here and there. That's it. Y'all motherfuckers out here with your bullshit and, and injecting it in, into your motherfucking Lysol, into your fucking veins. And then trying to sue people and, and shaming motherfuckers. Man, knock that shit off. We got enough motherfucking problems. My fucking, my own motherfucking neighborhood, my own city, my own city is wilding the fuck out. I gotta come, I gotta come here and I gotta grovel to all you motherfuckers. I talk shit about a, a lot of shit. Uh, that's what this podcast is. So I, I probably mentioned your city at a time or two. You guys have probably made the news here or there somewhere. I sh I've, I've done my fair share of shitting. Now I gotta shit on my own motherfucking City. 
Dago, bitch, California. These motherfuckers were out in the streets protesting that they had to stay at home. These motherfuckers were protesting that they had to stay at home. Think about that shit. It's so difficult and they're so entitled and their life is so difficult that just telling them to stay home, they can't do it. We've talked about this. You've seen the memes. The reality of the situation is this. All these young cats, in 1940, you were, you, you were sent to fucking war. You were sent to storm the beaches of Normandy while motherfucking Germans dropped bombs on your motherfucking ass. Saving Private Ryan type shit. That's what the fuck you had to do. In the 70s, they shipped your motherfucking ass to Vietnam. All the fuck you gotta do is stay home and watch some fucking movies. Beat the fuck out your dick, your asshole, whatever it is you beat the shit out of. That's all you gotta fucking do. These motherfuckers were protesting not only staying at home. They were protesting wearing masks in public. This dumb bitch. This picture was circulating. Percolating. This dumb bitch wearing a fucking bandana around her neck, which we'll get to in a second, that holding a sign that says, my body, my choice, Trump 2020, whatever the fuck Trump has to do with it, I don't know. And there's a picture of a, a, of a mask, just a 995 whatever mask that you're supposed to wear when you go to Sprouts. And it's crossed out with a big X in it. Meanwhile, this chick's wearing a, a fucking bandana around her neck, so you know she was wearing it and saw somebody was going to take a picture and took it off like she's some badass. You fucking posing hard, son. But these motherfuckers out here fucking because people are asking them to use precaution. That's it. Like it, it it's it's such a deviation from the normal day. It's such a uh uh it's such a burden to have to wear a mask when you're around people. I can't do it. It's my choice, my body. I won't do it. You fucking clowns. I saw Michael Rappaport, I, he might have even posted this shit, and I saw him say some shit about uh, hospitals should uh, say my hospital, my choice for like care and treatment and shit, and he's fucking right. Listen, if you don't want to uh, take this shit seriously, um, people, you know, the cops, when they, they, they go out there, they should just record people's names and send them in, you know what I mean? Just send them shits in, and then their, their health insurance doesn't cover anything. They, 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 they're basically voiding... Their, their, their right to treatment for any kind of symptoms caused by coronavirus. So you could still go to the, you could still go to the, the ER or some shit if you break your leg, um, you got a tummy ache, whatever the fuck you got going on. But if you have anything or you test positive for the coronavirus and have symptoms for the coronavirus, you, you're null and void. You can't get treatment. You're on your own, motherfucker. If you don't want to take it serious, cool. You void your fucking treatment. If you get it. Because you're taken away from the people who do get it and did take it serious. You're taking all them resources away and shit. Nah, 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 nah. You're volunteering away all those rights and shit. That's what the fuck you should do. Bet these motherfuckers stay inside. If you told them, hey, it's cool. You can go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, but if you go to the hospital and you test positive for coronavirus, they're going to kick your ass out the motherfucking door. Or uh, put them in, in, in internment camps or some shit. <laughs> fucking around. Uh, fuck, what else do we got, man? I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this coronavirus shit, man. I, w- I was wilding out yesterday. This MJ documentary. Let's get into this shit. This shit is dope. Y'all watching this... Uh, um, what is it called? The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Yo, I watched episodes three and four, so I watched one and two last week. And uh, I watched three. I watched three. I haven't seen four. I watched three last night. I, I was fucking stizzoned out my mind. Damn, dude. Yo, that's when I grew up in the 90s. This shit, brought, this shit brings back so many memories. The, the 90s, my childhood really was basically the 90s. Like, that was, that was my, my real... That's where I got into everything. That's when I got into, you know, uh, fighting in the 90s. I got into uh, football. I started figuring out football, basketball. Um... And, and all the 90s were were the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bulls. That's what I remember as far as sports go in, 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 um, in the 90s. 
I mean, nobody remembers the two years that the Rockets won those those back to back titles in between when uh, Jordan left to go play basketball, uh, go play baseball and shit. Nobody. Rem- I remember when they used to show all of his at bats on ESPN. They would cut away and they would go uh, and they'd show like whatever game was going on. They interrupt to show Michael Jordan's at bats, and this motherfucker actually hit three home runs in the minor leagues, which is crazy in like two years, almost two years. I think he was gone for like eighteen months. Um, but watching this fucking documentary, man, it, it, it's embarrassing, embarrassing for today's NBA players. I, I, if I was Braun, if I was AD, uh, KD, all these motherfuckers, Kawhi, especially you, James Harden, especially James Harden, you soft, tempur ass motherfucker, you. This dude, James Harden, would be a a a a a a a bitch, for lack of better words. He'd be turned into a a a little hoe that's passed around in 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 yesteryear's NBA. He 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 wouldn't exist in the NBA. He would not last. That motherfucker, James Harden, goes to the rack every single time, gets a foul call. Ninety-eight percent of the time, he gets a foul call, and one hundred percent of the time that he doesn't get a foul call, he bitches and whines and cries and flops and throws his motherfucking ass on the ground and shit. He's the worst motherfucker I've ever watched play. I'm sure he's a great dude. Um, I'd dap him up and you know offer him a bowl to smoke if he was sitting next to me. Uh, but when it comes to just basketball, uh, he's soft. He, he would get his motherfucking ass beat. Did you see what the Pistons were doing to MJ those first two years that they met in the playoffs? They were beating his motherfucking ass. Those, those are things that you get ejected for immediately and suspended for like three games today. They were, they were throwing forearm shivers, dropping elbows on this dude, just straight picking him up, pushing him straight up on the ground. No fouls being called. I was watching this shit, and I was like, this is what basketball used to be. There was very little difference between street ball and physicality and NBA physicality. That's why it was so dope, man. When you got into a, into a real heated, you know, street ball game, that would call your own fouls, nobody wanted, well, there was always that one motherfucker who called every single foul, you know, you didn't want to be that guy, so sometimes you got, there was basically no fouls. I don't ever really remember fouls very much when I played one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-two, whatever the fuck it was, full court, five-on-five, it don't matter. Fucking extensive street balling career, motherfuckers. Recognize that shit. Used to want to be Allen Iverson. But you wouldn't call fouls and shit. Unless it was blatantly obvious and then everybody said foul. If nobody said foul, you just let it go. If everybody said foul, that was the only time there was a foul. That's how the NBA was, man. These motherfuckers, this dude, Bill Lambeer, was just lambasting motherfuckers. Uh, um, Dennis Rodman was out there laying motherfuckers out. It, it, uh, before he even went to the Bulls, when he was on the Pistons. They had their own, the Pistons had something called the Jordan Rules. Does that ring a fucking bell? That, that sounds like uh, uh, the Saints' bounty gate. And it was, it was publicly known. The, 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 the media knew about it. They reported on it, what was called the Jordan Rules. And that was basically what they said is, if he goes in the air, you knock his ass on the ground. And then you, 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 you double him underneath and, and you just pound him. And every time he goes into the rack, you, you pound him. You don't let him get up into the air. And if he gets up into the air, then you make sure that he goes to the ground. And they had, basically, they were bounty rules on this motherfucker. They had specific rules to hurt this motherfucker every time he touched the ball. And the media knew about it. During the play-by-play, they, 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 were, they referred to it. Motherfucking Sean Payton got his motherfucking uh, ass suspended for an entire season because of those bounty rules that he didn't even implement. He just said, fuck it, let it go. His defensive coordinator was doing that shit. Basically saying, hey, go take this motherfucker out the game. But they were doing that the whole series, for multiple series. Nobody said shit. That's how rough that shit was. That, that, these motherfuckers were beating on each other. And, and, and Chauncey Billup, I, I read some shit, man. There, there, is no, there is no comparison at all. I'm not a Braun hater. I'm not a Braun hater at all. I like rooting against him like I loved rooting against Jordan. I hated Jordan when he was playing, but I loved to root against Jordan. I rooted against every one of those motherfucking Bulls teams. This motherfucker stabbed me in the heart. He's like the what, what, what Brady became with the Patriots. I root against them every fucking time. That's what he was. And Chauncey Billups said it, said it best. He said, um, nobody ate while Jordan played. 
Hall of Famers didn't get rings. The uh, uh, the, the the Barclays of the world, the 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 fucking uh, Malones and Stocktons, the, the the Gary Paytons, the, all these motherfuckers uh, didn't get rings when Jordan was in his fucking prime. When he when he started in those nineties, nobody got titles because Jordan was there. He said everybody eats on bronze watch. And he's right. How many NBA champions have their different champions have there been? He hasn't really dominated. He's been there almost every single year. I think he went nine years in a row, something like that, to the finals. But he didn't win every year. He's only won three times. So that means everybody else has been getting titles. That Chauncey-ass motherfucking Billups calling it like he sees it. There is no, there is no comparison to Braun and, and, and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is by far the greatest player of all time. Head over heels. I got Kobe over LeBron. That's where the fuck I'm at with this. But to, to, to compare the game that, that Braun, they were also saying on, on, on the show last night that they, there's no favorites. They don't play favorites back then. Like they, they don't have like a, how do you explain this? Like, like they don't go easy on the stars. You know, like the stars, like the Hardens or the LeBrons. They got all these calls. They have these specific rules for them now. Uh, they call the game completely different. That wasn't like that then. If They actually went harder on the stars. They wanted them to prove themselves. They, they weren't out there, you know, having favorites and trying to protect people back then. They blatantly tried to protect the stars like they do in the NFL and the NBA today. They still do that shit. The, the, the era that, that, that um, Michael Jordan came up in, there's no fucking comparison. It's 100% a different fucking ball game. And watching this, this damn series, all I could think of is like, damn, it's completely different. I miss this shit. What would it take to, to go back to this? I don't think any of these, these little Twitter finger, little Instagram uh, uh, posting, little, little Snapchatting ass little youngsters these days could, could handle anything like that. They'd have to go play soccer or some shit. That's more the, the, the level that they're used to. Flopping around on the fucking ground like they stepped on IEDs and shit. Like it's slow motion, uh, dramatic video from World War II or some shit. It's crazy. These motherfuckers are crazy. So I don't ever, ever, and I know a lot of these youngsters who love Braun, never saw Jordan play, who said Braun is the greatest, Braun is the greatest. I bet there's a large percentage, percentage of you motherfuckers out there that are now changing your mind. They're seeing this shit and being like, oh, okay, okay. I get it. Y'all didn't grow up watching him. I got lucky. I didn't grow up really watching Bird and Magic. They, they were kind of like at the tail end uh, of their career right when I started, you know, being able to remember and actually pay attention and know what the fuck was going on with the basketball game. So Jordan was on that rise in, in 90, 91 when I really started figuring out basketball and really started paying attention to it. Um, so all you youngsters that grew up in the, you know, born in the late 90s, early 2000s, y'all didn't see this shit. So I get it. I give you a pass. But if you're seeing this shit now, and you're seeing how physical these teams were, Dennis Rodman alone out there busting heads, Dennis Rodman was the motherfucking shit, homies. I love Dennis Rodman. I thought he, I thought he was howling at the moon a little bit. He, 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 used to, he used to get off the leash all the time and shit in motherfuckers' lawns. That's a, he, was, he was wild, motherfucker. And he'd kick you know, the cameraman when he went down. That, I remember that game. I was watching that shit, and I was like, what is he doing? Why did he kick that motherfucker? He kicked that dude in the dick, dude. He was taking pictures. He had his legs wide open, and, and Rodman gave him a full-on uh, push kick, up kick to the fucking groin area. I was like, what the fuck? He, he was a wild dude. He was smashing Madonna in her prime, homies. Carmen Electra in, his, in her prime, homies. This dude, this dude was on Howard Stern talking about he's broke his dick three fucking times. Three fucking times in half. Like, snapped it every time while a girl was riding a reverse cowgirl. Came off that motherfucker, came down on it, and, 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 and cracked his shit in half. Said it, said it, it, it fills with blood, and he couldn't even put his pants on. It, it just swelled up huge, and, he, and the motherfucker got a giant dick to begin with is what he said. So, you know, uh, you, you, you can imagine how that goes. He's a legend in, in all games. Absolute uh, stick man. Uh, Michael Rappaport uses his, his fucking term. Stick man of, of the universe. All time uh, first ballot unanimous inductee. Easily. Uh, Dennis Rodman smashing all kind of Bettys his whole life, uh, all the baddest Bettys from 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 the nineties to two thousand. He was smashing them all, homies. They all wanted a piece of that shit. Um, just just uh, dope dope ass uh, documentary, man. 
dope ass documentary, and there's still there's fucking six more parts to this shit. What's even crazy about this though is that it has um, there's like tons of curse words in it, and it's on ESPN, and ESPN doesn't let you say shit. Like if you accidentally slip up and say something, you get fired the next day. Uh, remember Jamel Hill and, and that other dude uh, that used to do that show? They, you know, they said something about Trump, and now they're, they're gone. There's like motherfuck this, motherfuck that all over this documentary that they're playing on ESPN. It's, it's crazy. So it's weird to see him, you know, you know, Michael Jordan cussing. They had Mike Wilbon throw a motherfucker up there. Quoting Jordan after he hit that shot against the Cavaliers in Game 5 to win the series at the buzzer. He was swinging his arm saying, Take, get out of here, motherfuckers. Mike Wilbon was quoting him. It was crazy, but watch that shit. That shit's way dope. Way dope. Um, Miss Jordan. Jordan came back for the Wizards. That was fucking weird. That was fucking weird. What else do we got? We got UFC. UFC is going to be popping. I already gave you all uh, a couple days ago when I did the last cast. Um, I gave you all the uh, the rundowns of my who I'm picking and, and my little breakdown and shit like that. But they announced like the following weekend, it's like the 13th, May 13th, and then May 16th, almost back to back to back. They're having uh, UFC events. And they, they announced the, uh, <clears throat> the other two after the May 9th big card. They announced the two uh, main events. I can't remember them off the top of my head. I wasn't too impressed with them. Uh, but, you know, I'll take fights any way I can fucking get them. Uh, but what they were talking about is that Dana White, this Fight Island shit that he's talking about is like really real. He's got a cage built down on the beach. These motherfuckers are going to be doing, going out on some, like, Tekken shit. Uh, back in the early days of the WEC, they used to do shit like that. They used to have, like, uh, cages set up outside, like, near the beach and shit like that and have, have um, like, real early days. I think before the UFC even got involved with them. Um, I remember seeing Uriah Faber fight outside one time in the sun and shit like that. Um, but this is fucking, this is on some Tekken shit, some, some, uh, some Street Fighter shit. You're out here fighting on, on, in a, a cage on the beach. That's fucking dope because nobody's allowed to go watch it. Um, so they got a, they got a full-on uh, island with, like, training facility. They got, like, uh, places where the fighters can live while they're staying there. Um, but... Shit, I, I, I'm I'm good to go. I don't know. I think it's gonna. They said it, it's gonna be ready for the July card. So gotta think this dude got a fucking private island and he'll have it fitted out for UFC televised events in just like three months. That's pretty fucking wild. Um, but we got three fight cards coming up. Fucking excited for that shit. I don't know if it's gonna happen. It, it, it was supposedly there in Florida. <laughs> That that tells you alone that it's probably gonna happen because they let anything. You know how crazy fucking Florida is. Um, they let anything go, anything fucking weird, outlandish. Uh, it comes from Florida, so they'll they'll definitely let this shit go down. Um, so I, we'll be we'll be waiting for that shit, and we might as well get down. We we gotta address the um, the elephant in the room, homies. Um, this past weekend, starting last Thursday, the Dallas Cowboys officially won their sixth Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys quite possibly had the greatest draft of all time, motherfuckers. Um, Surpassing the last greatest draft of all time, which was 2016, which surpassed the greatest draft of all time, which was the Dallas Cowboys in 2005. Um, I know we're going on paper here, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys absolutely motherfucking stole the goddamn draft every fucking round, homies. We fucking rolling. I got Bucks versus D-Boys in the NFC Championship game. I got D-Boys versus Chiefs in the motherfucking Super Bowl. And I got Dak Prescott eating the absolute shit right out of Patrick Mahomes' ass. We're going to be eating ass all motherfucking night. That defense is rugged. We added to that. Um, we got some cornerbacks now. We got uh, Stephon Diggs' little brother, Trayvon Diggs, playing corner, maybe move him to safety. C.D. Lamb, a.k.a. C.D.'s Lamb. A fucking steal at 17. The Falcons are complete fucking morons, baffoons, morons. For not taking him. I thought, no way. I thought we were going to come one one pick short of getting CD's nuts. 
and he fell right to us. We're going to put him in the slot. We're going to move him all around. You got Amari Cooper when he doesn't show up for a game, which he tends not to do on the road. We got CDs out on. We can just replace his motherfucking ass, put Gallup on the other side. We rolling. This offense is instantly the best offense in the league, and it's not even motherfucking close. Fuck the Bucks. Y'all can't see these. You can't see these, Lamb, homie. We fucking rolling. Pick after pick, we stole the motherfucking draft. We got a, we got a new center to replace uh, uh, Fredericks from Wisconsin, too, just like Fredericks was. By far the best draft. The Green Bay Packers, I don't know what the fuck. The Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles, you, you, you fucking, you dumb fucks, you. Uh, first of all, it tells you when, when, when uh, the Eagles took Jalen Hurts, it tells you what they think about um, um, Carson Wentz. They gave him $100 million, and then they, chew, they get a backup for him. They know he's going to get hurt. He is what he is now. And it's actually, I was thinking about it, and I was like, what a stupid fucking move. But it's actually not. When you have a guy who hasn't finished the season, and then finally this past season, he actually finishes the year, and then gets hurt like nine minutes into the game, completes one pass for three yards, and gets hurt, and he's gone again. You need to have some. The game was over then. The game was absolutely over. Uh, they had no chance after that. I know that, that, that dusty motherfucker came in there, that blonde dude, I forget his name right now, was like hobbling all over the place, got his knee blown out or some shit in the middle of the game and kept playing. Um, they can't go through that again. They know Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. He's, he's becoming Tony Romo. He's basically a, a younger, at this point, early in his career, Tony Romo. And that's not a good fucking look. So they made a move to get this dude, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I kind of like it. I, I You know, he... You can't trust, uh, you know. It's a it's a goddamn shame when you give somebody a hundred million dollars and you gotta go go you gotta go use a second round draft pick for his backup because you know he ain't gonna fuck it. So I don't want to hear no motherfucking people talking about he's better than the Dak. Uh, all these clowns on ESPN. He's this. He's that. He's not. Oh, he was gonna win an MVP two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, but he didn't. Part of being the MVP of the league is finishing the fucking season. Not part of it. All of it. Not getting hurt, you motherfuckers. You don't get to play 12 games and say I was the MVP. No, motherfucker. You didn't finish the year. You wouldn't have won the motherfucking Super Bowl if you were in there. Nick Foles had one of the greatest. uh, He had a a Joe Flacco type of uh, playoff, a a, a Eli Manning type of playoff, once-in-a-lifetime little run there. No way Carson Wentz wins the fucking Super Bowl, even sniffs the Super Bowl if he had finished, even if he was the fucking MVP, but he wasn't. Why? Because he didn't fucking finish the goddamn season. You know what the most important thing about the MVP of the league is? Being on the motherfucking field. And this motherfucker can't do it. He's soft. Simple. Soft. So they bring in Jalen Hurts. Kind of makes sense. I would think maybe you go and, and, and get a third or fourth, fifth type of round type of dude. Uh, Fromm was out there for a long time uh, from Georgia. A um, couple guys that people liked were out there, you know, projects. But, you know, Jalen Hurts is better. You, you used the second round. You could have got some uh, You could have got some big-time receivers that were still out there. Um, you know, Aguilar ain't shit. I think he even left. They got somebody from the fi- uh, 49ers, Goodwin, I think, from the 49ers. Whatever. The, the Cowboys are by far, they, they, I got them at 13-3, and three, motherfucker, straight, straight like that, straight jacket, straight up and down. 13-3, and three, easily winning the fucking division. The Packers, uh, they, drafted, <laughs> they drafted in the first round, uh, basically Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Um, what's that kid's name? Uh, Jordan Love, Jordan Love. Um, I don't know much about the guy. They, they, a lot of comparisons, you know, people, you know, started calling him, you know, another Mahomes. So, uh, you know, he tried to, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers tried to do the old um, um, Andy Reid and move up and snatched Mahomes at 15. Remember, he moved way up in the draft to get him. They didn't move up that far, but I think they moved up. No, maybe they just took him. I don't even remember. But anyways, they used an early draft. They used a first-round draft pick to get Jordan Love. And... Not only that, that's not even a big deal. Okay, and even him, I understand too, taking Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers gets hurt all the fucking time now too. He misses all sorts of games. And when they, when they uh, remember Hudley or who, Rex Hudley, or I can't even remember, Hundley, 
somebody came in uh, and filled, and it was over. Their season was over as soon as as soon as uh, Aaron Rodgers went down. He had like the collarbone issue a couple years ago. He he's been getting hurt a lot, and he's been sucking ass a lot. He's been getting that ass eight almost every Sunday that he doesn't play the Dallas Cowboys. His 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 little. Uh, his ratings, everything, his stats have been dropping dramatically every single year. I told y'all last year that was the most overrated 13-3 and team I ever saw. If they didn't get to play the uh, Dallas Cowboys in every single round, they weren't going to do shit, and they didn't do shit. They exited stage left. But the point was that they didn't, get, they didn't use a single pick on a wide receiver or any kind of weapon for that dude. They got, they got Devontae Adams. He's dope, but what else they got? That, that Adam Jones or whatever, he's pretty solid too. But okay, you got two dudes. There's a lot of dudes out there you could have swooped on. A lot of dudes they could have swooped on. And they didn't use a single draft pick on a fucking wide receiver. And not only that, they took his replacement. Ain't going to give you no help. And we're going to draft your replacement. Riding is on the wall. Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, where is he going to play at next year? Ain't going to be with the Packers, I don't think. If the Packers fall the fuck off, which I expect them to, uh, they ain't making the fucking playoffs. They ain't making the goddamn playoffs. So uh, maybe, you know, he has another low, low stat type of year. I think, I think he's gone. Maybe you see him, maybe you see him with the Chargers. Oh, actually, the Chargers drafted uh, Herbert Sherbert. Frank Sherbert, I don't even remember homie's name. Uh, homie's trash. Uh, I'll go out on a limb right now. Homie's trash. They used a six-round pick. On, on the, I would have gone with Jalen Hurts if you're going to go that fucking route. Uh, they, they were stuck with Sherbert. I thought they should have gone up, uh, traded up, and, and got Tua. That was the move to fucking make. I would have given up the farm for that. Give them, your next, give them two first rounds. Give up next year's first round to get Tua. That's the difference between Tua and, and Frank Herbert or whatever the fuck. Now, Frank Herbert wrote Dune. Uh, Justin Herbert, Justin Sherbert, one of those motherfuckers that the Chargers drafted as their next quarterback. I'm sticking with Tyrod. That, uh, I, I guarantee they're going to fuck around and they're going to disrespect Tyrod like everybody does, like the Bills did, like, like the, uh, the, the, the Cleveland Browns did. All those motherfuckers disrespect Tyrod. Don't give him a chance. They're going to put some sucker MC in there. Uh, and his name's Justin Sherbert, and he's going to be whack. So sorry, uh, Chargers. Y- y'all ain't shit. Um, leave Tyrod in there. Uh, but it was just fucking great to see the draft. And, and the star of the draft, you know who stole the motherfucking show of the entire draft? The talk of the motherfucking town? Roger Mo Ron Goodell, you motherfucking imbecile. You nin come fucking poop chauncey ass little buster baby you. What the fuck was this guy on? He must have been quarantining with Adam Gase or some shit because he was fucking gone. You remember when Adam Gase showed up to his, his press conference announcing him his hiring for the Jets uh, for the Jets job, coaching job? He, he looked like he was just fucking high off of Adderall. Like he took like the whole bottle or some shit. He was like bouncing off the walls. His eyes were wide open and he looked like he wasn't there. Like you were just staring through a window. Roger Goodell was on some moron juice sipping, uh, moron blunt smoking uh moron line snorting ass shit uh during the uh especially the first night uh, of the fucking it's like he got he, it was past nap time or something he needed a nap or something and, and, and he he was just stumbling over words he couldn't he couldn't read at one point he's trying to read the 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 announcement card for the pick and it's upside down it's clearly upside down and he's sitting here stumbling like a baffoon uh and he just looks stupid he looked he he had the complexion of Donald Trump he looked sickly up there he looked doughy he had a sheen to him he looked like he was like glistening constantly uh he he's got little bitch titties little little b cups uh homie just looks uh terrible he looks fucking terrible. He looks like coronavirus next victim for sure. Uh, he he should have been having a mask on because he's it's it's a wrap, Roger Goodell. If you get that shit, you you better get your mask on at all motherfucking times. Get some fucking Lysol gloves, some gasoline boots. Uh, set your motherfucking ass on fire. Make sure you don't get that shit because uh, you looking sick already, homie. And and if we find out that he does have it, he does die. I'll, I'll feel kind of bad about it. But you know, fuck it. We need a new new commissioner anyways. But. This motherfucker looked looked terrible, L- sounded terrible. There was all kinds of memes uh, going uh, instantly. I-, I was like, I can't be the only person seeing this shit. This dude made a complete asshole 
asshole, asshole light of his motherfucking self. Uh, and he's just so goddamn corny. So fucking corny. Um, I just fucking hate Roger Goodell. Uh, not, not as like a commissioner, just as a human being. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking around. I don't know the fucking guy. He's just a fucking turd, uh, turd sandwich. Um, anyways, moving right along. Uh, it was just good to see the draft. It was good to t- uh, see football. Um, it was good to talk football. Uh, been yip yapping, gum bumping, uh, teeth clacking all motherfucking weekend about about the D boys. It's a wrap, motherfuckers. That's number six. Number six is in the bag. We don't even need to talk about number six. Let's. Start, we're already talking about number seven. We're on our LeBron uh, going to not one, not two. Not three. We're on our LeBron Heedle shit right now. Not six. Not seven. Not eight. We fucking rolling, motherfuckers. And you know it. That's the worst part. If you ain't a D-Boy fan and you listening to this, all, all, all four of the people that listen to this shit, I know it's getting you all up in the fucking guts. Giving you the motherfucking bubble guts. To think about what the Cowboys just did in that motherfucking draft. You're like, these motherfuckers hit home run after home runs. Five home runs in a row and then took some chump uh, with a seventh round pick. Some, uh, I don't know who the fuck he is, the quarterback that they took. Uh, I ain't going to pretend like I do. But uh, I was kind of hoping they'd take Jake Fromm, honestly, with, with the fifth round pick. Or the, fourth, or the second, fourth round pick. I think they traded one of their fifth-round picks to get the, the center that they got. But I would have taken uh, Fromm. We need, a, we need a backup quarterback. You know, Dak hasn't missed a single game or a single snap, but it only takes one time, you know, and then your season's over. So backup quarterbacks are, are a huge fucking deal. So I kind of wanted to talk more shit about the Eagles and their move, and I wanted to talk more shit about the, the Packers and their move. Uh, but you have two quarterbacks that have been getting hurt a lot. So you, you need to have that, that fucking backup QB. The Saints had it for a while. They had Teddy Bridgewater. You saw homie Breeze go down. Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and Now, he didn't actually win those games. He just didn't fuck those games up, which is important. So he kept the season afloat. And if they didn't have him, then they had that other dude that they, they, they rushed out there uh, who they just signed again, the little guy who plays uh, the big dude, uh, Tyson Hill. That dude. So they got, they got people who can play the position all over. It's the most important position. Why wouldn't you have a backup plan? What the fuck else do we got? Um, Kim Jong-un, you motherfucker, you. This motherfucker, if you don't know, he's out here uh, blatantly, uh, disrespectfully, copyright infringing all upon Terry Schiavo's style. Uh, homie went straight vegan, straight vegetarian, uh, uh, straight vegetable with it. Homie... Uh, was literally a fucking vegetable, seedless, in a vegetative state. Uh, Reminds me of the South Park episode where Kenny is in a vegetative state and they fight over whether um, to pull the plug on him or not and he's playing like PSP up in heaven and he's fighting for Jesus but then uh, Satan's starting to take over and when they pull the plug, the evil starts to win and then when they put the plug back in, uh, the, the Jesus' team starts winning and shit and Jesus is like a fucking super ninja that throws ninja stars and shit. You remember what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, that's what this shit had me reminded, reminded me of, you know, on that Terry Schiavo, pull the plug, don't pull the plug. Uh, this motherfucker had some heart surgery. When you're going to be a, a fucking straight bastard your whole life, uh, you should be like the most in shape bastard ever. If you're going to be a, a fucking straight uh, shit eater to every single person you ever met on earth, you're going to make a lot of motherfucking enemies, homie. Uh, you would hope that you would try to do everything in your possibility to stay as healthy as you possibly could so you wouldn't be in the vulnerable position of getting your, your, your fucking heart worked on. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that that surgeon killed this motherfucker, but I'm going to say that surgeon killed this motherfucker. And um, his sister... She's going to take over now that this motherfucker... I'm pretty sure it got confirmed that he's actually dead. I know you knew the North Koreans were going to be bitter little Bettys about it and and, and pretend like uh, he wasn't and he was going to make a full recovery. Uh, I saw the... uh, uh, What were those... um Life with Bernie. What were those those old... (laughs) uh, The the old movies. uh, Bernie... uh I can't think of the fucking name, but it's where they 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 prop the this guy dies and they they can't let him be known that he's died, so they put him in a car and they go around and they they just carry him around everywhere and act like he's still alive. Uh, those, those memes, Weekend at Bernie's, Weekend at Bernie's, that was that shit. Um, that's how <laughs> that's how the I, I've really figured they were gonna make like a a, a corpse 
puppet out of Kim Jong-un and like put him out there and have like somebody standing behind him like using a ventriloquist voice, throwing his voice and and, and pretending like Kim Jong-un was still alive and talking. Um, But apparently his sister is taking over and she's more ruthless than him. I, I read some shit that the people fear her even more than him. Um, so then it brought the, did she, you know, give the okay to snip the wrong motherfucking, uh, wire while homeboy had his chest, you know, uh, his heart being worked on? Uh, probably. I'm going to say probably. Um, she found a, 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 an opportunity and said, uh, snip the motherfucking black wire, uh, doctor, uh, whatever the fuck, uh, Jong-un the third, you, uh, just, just snip the fucking black wire. Uh, okay. And they killed this motherfucker. On some operation board game type shit. Uh, and so Kim Jong-un is dead. The motherfucker, I'm pretty sure, is dead. And if he's not, he's, he's hooked up to a, a fucking machine that's breathing for him. And he's got no brain activity. He's literally, he's, he's a fucking, he's a vegan now. He's a vegetarian now. He, he's he's uh, full soy-based products. Um, sucks for him. Um, but it's uh, what happens when you when you do bad, evil shit all the time. Uh, people are gonna want to fucking kill you, and if they didn't, they are just happy that you're you're, you're fucking dead, um, and nobody's gonna do a fucking thing with you. I guarantee that um, if they didn't mean to do it, they didn't go out of their way to try to bring his ass back. Like if he accidentally snipped the black wire, and he meant to clip the the, the red one. And the flat line started going. He wasn't racing to go get the motherfucking little little heart uh, shocking paddles and shit. He was kind of slowly strolling over there. He wasn't he wasn't sprinting. He wasn't gonna break a sweat or nothing, if you know what I mean. Um, so good riddance to to, to a fuck boy. Uh, we'll see what this young lady does. Um, she's wild, and if you Google her. Those pictures are scary. If you watch Kingdom, uh, that zombie show on, on Netflix, if you haven't, watch that shit. But this chick looks like a, a, a fucking zombie extra from that fucking movie. She, look, she looks evil as a motherfucker. Like, you, you probably don't want to fuck with her. Um, and she's skinny. And so we don't have any hope. This other dude w- w- was looking like Roger Goodell. He was like the South Korean, North Korean, where is he? North Korean uh, a version of, of Roger Goodell. Just looking sheeny, um, greasy. Um, always has a has a film of sweat on them. That that's when you know motherfuckers are just super unhealthy. They have like like oil coming out of their pores all over their body and shit. So I, you know you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so he he's fucking gone. That that was a, a an unexpected uh, development out of nowhere. Um, what else do I got on here? Um, oh yeah, have y'all been seeing this shit? Uh, Google this shit. Google this shit. They've been having beat battles on YouTube or on Instagram live, and then they put them on YouTube afterwards. Um, they they had who did they have the first time? They had they had Manny Fresh versus they had Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. And basically, what they did is they went for like an hour, hour and a half, and they went back through their catalog. And then one one dude would play. They had, basically had a battle with all of their. All of the beats that they produced, um, all the hits they produced. So you know, Scott Storch will play, you know, um, still DRE, dun, 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 dun. And, and and this was being broadcast live on on, on, fun, on fucking Instagram. So people are fucking wilding out in the comments and shit while this is going live. And then Manny Fresh would you know drop the uh, uh, bling bling right after that. And then people would kind of like figure oh head to head which beat was better and shit. And then you could vote. And I, I don't remember if they I don't even know if they gave an official winner, but they just had the RZA versus DJ Premier. Go look at that shit. That shit was fucking hard, homie. Everybody was saying that DJ Premier was gonna wax the RZA. And I was like, I don't know. I, I like DJ Premier shit. I mean, he's got a lot of shit that you didn't even know that he made. I didn't like the beats that he chose to go up against the RZA. He put a lot of slow shit that was kind of, those are the slow, methodical boom bap shits that I was kind of like, I don't really like so much. Um, Like some of the alchemist type beats that are just a little too slow and they don't just, they don't have enough. They go a little too much soul on the soul side. Um, And RZA was dropping fucking bangers. I, you know, a lot of people gave the slight edge to RZA, but before it started, nobody gave him a fucking uh, chance. But all those fucking, all the uh, uh, um, Wu-Tang albums that he produced, all the affiliate, all, all the members shit, the, 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 the fucking Raekwons, you know, the, the fucking Iron Man, the, the, the fucking Ghostface he produced, the, the Method Mans he produced, all those fucking beats that he, he was fucking dropping. It was crazy. Uh, Google that shit. 
I actually watched the Scott Storch Manny Fresh one. I watched about a half hour of that shit live while they were actually doing it. And they're both like on like uh, Zoom or that new Zoom or Skype or some shit while they're each, you know, going back and forth with beats. It, it was fucking dope, homie. The, the, there's some positive shit with this quarantine shit. A lot of people are getting real creative trying to, you know, inter- to, to, to entertain. Entertainers are, are trying to be more uh, creative entertaining people. And, and people are trying to be more uh, uh, creative entertaining themselves and then trying to entertain others as well. So, I mean, this this is, I don't think with the coronavirus and people being uh, quarantined that we would have seen some shit like this. I think they have done something similar in the past, but this shit was like, this shit was dope, man. So, I don't know. I was thinking about who's next. Like, who would you want next? And I was thinking, like, you got to get Havoc. You got to get Havoc on there. You got to get Havoc versus somebody like Master P, maybe, if you want to go that fucking, like, real clash of styles. Uh, maybe you have Havoc versus The Alchemist. Maybe you do that kind of shit. Havoc is a fucking producing extraordinaire. Y'all motherfuckers that just know uh, uh, the Shook Ones beat, this motherfucker's got some shit, homie. This dude can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Maybe uh, uh, maybe put him up against uh, DJ Paul from 3-6 Mafia. 3-6 Mafia versus Manny Fresh. That would have been some fucking dope shit. Master P versus fucking uh, uh, um, DJ Paul from from 3-6 Mafia. How about that shit? He'll hit you with some motherfucking beats. 3-6 has some fucking bangers, homie. Uh, But shit like that. Maybe you have uh, uh, Swiss Beats versus Havoc. Woo! How about that shit? Man, there's just all these kind of, you know... um, Man, there's just so many, man. Dr. Dre versus somebody. A lot of his shit is co-produced with a lot of people, though. A lot of people don't realize that the Hitman, and a lot of people don't realize that that Scott Storch had a lot to do with those, that especially that second uh, um, Chronic album. Um, so, but I don't know. He's still got a, a deep fucking category, too. All the M shit he's produced. I mean, it, it's fucking crazy. But if you haven't seen it, go check that shit. Beat Battles. Check out RZA versus Primo. Check out that Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. That shit was fucking hard. Um, what the fuck else do I got? That might be it, homies. I, I might. Oh, yeah. There was this. Uh, yeah, fuck, man. You got seen all this. Uh, I'll just give this guy a fucking shout out because he's a fucking idiot. Um, this is just an idiot shout out from the Whiskey Sick Podcast. What was this cat's name? These dude, do you see this dude? They so they do a whole bunch of like uh, electronic video game, um, like tournaments and shit now on ESPN because they literally have nothing to show since there's no fucking sports. They either show old, uh, old events. Uh, like old Cowboy Super Bowl games, old World Series games and shit like that, or they got these e events. And on one of these e events, they have uh these race car drivers they're doing like the the indianapolis 500 and shit uh the e version of it and shit and one of these fucking drivers where's this fucking guy at i got his fucking where did this fucking guy go this fucking guy i saw the video uh something larson kyle larson what was this guy's name uh nascar let me just type this shit in nascar driver fired (laughs) it fills it in right for you what was this guy named kyle larson or some shit like that uh Kyle Larson. Yes. So he was he was uh doing his little virtual race and he was going around the track and some shit and I don't know if you know they actually have like other people playing or if other people are actually spotting him. He has like a team of people that are, they're like trying to treat it like an actual real race and this guy dropped the fucking end bomb like casually. Like one of his teammates or something like didn't do something and he's like, "Oh man, you N-word." And then kept playing and then like there was like this silence. And then the guy's like, oh, man, Kyle, Kyle, you can't say that, man. This is live, man. This is broadcast live, man. You can't say that. And everybody's like, oh, man, sheesh. Everybody's like, oh, man, you, you better apologize. And then you hear, like, some nervous chuckle from Kyle Larson just dropping some M-bombs. It took, like, 15 minutes for every sponsor he had to drop his motherfucking ass. This dude is some moron. When you casually drop the N-bomb like that, that tells me that you use that word all the time. He's one of the... I don't I don't know if he's white dude he doesn't really look white but he has a white name i don't know what the fuck he is he looks like one of those white dudes that uses that 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 word like like a, a jokingly uh, to his homies and shit like that it's not a good idea homie because then you get caught slipping like you did right there homie it's just not a good word to have in your everyday uh, vernacular uh, i think it's time to get rid of that shit this dude's probably not gonna race ever again because he dropped the fucking m-bomb who's gonna want to sign that guy you remember that dude for the Eagles? What was that fucking guy's name? Um, 
was that night? Uh, he, he was actually good too. Uh, Eagles. Let's say racial slur. What was that? Uh, let me look this shit up. Bradley Cooper. Riley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Riley Cooper. That's right, Riley Cooper. You remember that motherfucker? Uh, he dropped n bomb at a security guard at, at a country concert. The worst fucking place. The worst fucking place. This guy's all hopped up on, on Coors Light at some fucking white trash party, dropping n bombs on the one black guy that was there doing security. Career instantly over. They tried to forgive him and tried to get him back on the field. Even on the field, he was just tore up. He was probably getting so much fucking heat in his personal life outside of football that he couldn't concentrate. His career went straight into the fucking ground. The same shit's going to happen to this dude. It's never, it's never a good idea to use that fucking word for any fucking reason. Joking, fucking with your homies, doing anything. This dude got caught casually saying it. If those were his homies, they probably use it back with him, and they were probably nervous because, or they were just feeling guilty by association type shit. You're like, oh, your homie uses that word. You must use that word. Nah, fuck that, homie. This dude is on his own. They're they were they were trying to distance themselves immediately. Homie sounded fucking stupid, homies. Don't go out like that. Don't ruin your when you when you hit the lotto. And you get to, 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 to fucking drive a car for a living or play a game for a fucking living or sing songs for a living or play make-believe and act for a fucking living. Don't fuck it up by being a goddamn piece of shit like that. Don't fuck it up. It's, it's a slap in the face to all the people that have to do real actual hard jobs and drag their ass to work every day when you just get everything fucking, everything falls in your motherfucking lap. Whether you worked hard for it or not, you still got everything. You hit the fucking lotto. Being a, in a position to be a NASCAR driver or be in the NBA or the NFL is hitting the fucking lotto. It's better than hitting the lotto. Because not only do you get fucking paid, you get to fucking play a game, man. You get to have fun. You get to be recognizable all over the place. And you fuck it up by saying dropping N-bombs and shit. You're just fucking stupid. Just fucking stupid, man. Um, I think that's it, man. My, my fucking voice is going, man. Triple Champ has been taking a nap. Uh, he was on the cast last week. Um, heard you, I'm sure y'all heard him in the background wilding the fuck out. Um, I got two tracks, homies. Seth, some get, Seth Gecko news before I get the fuck out of here. I got, I got not one, but I got two bangers coming. I've been trying, I was trying to have them done this week. Um, I'm definitely going to finish them this week. Hopefully uh, record them the following week, next week, maybe at the end of this week, and then I'll do a cast and just drop them. We'll just do a, we'll just do a hip-hop show. The next one, we'll just do bangers. We'll, we'll, we'll premiere my track, at least one of the tracks, if not both of the tracks. But we'll, we'll, we'll have a premiere. We'll do the premiere episode, episode 104. We'll do the, the Seth Gecko world premiere show. We'll just do some bangers, man. We'll just, I'll just make another playlist. I did, I did the... Uh, the um, Back in the day, like one of the early, like episode 10 or 9 or some shit like that, 11, 12 around there, I did the um, Prodigy episode. When Prodigy passed away, I did a, a tribute episode, and we just played banger after banger of Mob Deep cuts, and I did another one where I did all hip-hop shit. So I've done a few here and there. I just I just cut and paste fucking uh, MP3 files onto the, onto the fucking... Uh, garage band i'm not known up fucking uh dj and shit like that so when you hear this shit don't be hitting me up saying you're the wackest dj ever all that i'm not trying to dj i'm just literally dragging and dropping the motherfucking track there you know the magic now that's a, i use garage band to do this shit i mean fuck you want from me anyways i'm, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here this is episode 103 homies 103 keep your motherfucking asses inside it can't be that much longer it's starting to get hot now we're gonna be out of here in a little while don't be part of the problem be part of the solution homies don't be these busters i gotta call out next week homie don't be that dude um anyways i'm seth gecko aka moody hank and i'm out motherfuckers Wild streams and 
soon that bitch is like not now leave Two bad bitches have that seat Gas sit fast Wish that shit to this too skipped it If you wonder why they call you bitch then it's too late Cause check out time Ain't hard to find but you can't see me Last seen on 15 fleeing Now shit seems like it's gotten real What if so what now What if we somehow creeped in the back Kicked in the door What's beef when you ask to get on floor Gasoline dreams and lit maps Sped up the four minutes that we had left Sold our souls for 15 One for the getaway Three for the show Packing the Mac with a bean in the back of the box that be on lean We're blasting trunk music Dead in the middle I fiddle those triple D's Little did we know And put up these 50 G's Hell's hot and dark And sun's out dark You can somehow look through my eyes See what I see Don't blink you might need The time that took someday These rhymes need a hook For the getaway One day, one day I'll be, I'll be on some, on some other shit On some, on some other shit On some, on some other shit One day, one day I'll be gone You know just wait you find me One day, one day Someday soon Someday, someday I'm there No matter where I go, where I go, always come back to that place that I know, that I know. I can always name the class, the rock, the sky's still great, but I'm on my way. And I wouldn't change a thing, not a fucking thing. Come here, I'm going in low, ducking me, I ain't know. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, hands up, ransom, hand me down. Express play that hit, random, found a hidden track. Isn't that the blueprint? Sounds like some new shit, now I can prove that. Late at night, the song cries, late awake, it's all eyes. On next episode, where we all die. Now change shit, some ain't shit No need for the ether when you got yourself a gun to your head It's so full that one mic in the right, that's all she said The world is yours and all right Shook ones can stand for the twos to break free And lose themselves in the music Fail to protect your neck like a fool you fell Head over heels on a hoe with a housewife answer that door Sorry Miss Jackson, I see that you're bored But you got a husband who loves you, boo No matter where I go, where I go Someday, 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 I make boom.